by definition, uh, yeah, Michigan State wins a basketball game at home. We're going to talk about it. Of course we are. But then, yes, we are going to look forward to next season, all things recruiting, and 2024 recruiting. That's right, all things recruiting talk with Jason Jordan coming up in segments two and three. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white, five days a week here in the Locked on Podcast Network. Before going any further, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for Super Bowl 57 with our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Locked on. Enter that today to get started. Terms and conditions apply. Um... There is a policy at the Lockdown Network. It is an anti-drinking policy. You cannot drink when you're recording, but with that said here, that is that was prescribed to me by a doctor. So I have immunity there because how else am I supposed to watch this team without cracking open a, a cold beverage? Again, it could be anything. That, that could have been ginger ale. That could have been Sprite. Uh, we'll let your imagination wander. But my God, this team is... Oh, man, I hate to say it. It's not fun anymore. Um, I'm not really having that much fun. Um, and let, let, let's explain why, even though I really don't have to. You're watching the same game I am. As Michigan State sees a 15-point lead evaporate to a four-point deficit and then end in a 63-58 to victory. Um, look, it was all fun and games, the last home game against Iowa, right? Because it's college basketball. You're going to have wonky nights. You're going to have odd nights, just like they did against Iowa. They had a lot going against them, but they still got a win out of the mud, as the kids call it. When it happens two home games in a row, and in between those two home games is a 16-point beatdown at Purdue, which, okay, that happens, number one team on the road, and then a really, and I mean really ugly loss against Rutgers over the weekend, and then you chase it with... Again, by definition, a win, but that kind of a performance, and uh, (laughs) we are a far cry from the this team might make a late run in March conversations that we were having not too long ago. Um, Okay, you know what? I'm sorry to be a negative Nancy to start a show about a win. But even going into this one, right, like this just felt like a game, and I told this to a few buddies beforehand, like, this, this feels like a game that is going to be a joyless victory. Like, even if they win, you're, you're not going to feel much of anything. Yeah, you write the ship, but this is a game you should win. But if you lose, it's going to be DEFCON 2. Maybe even DEFCON 1. And yes, Michigan State got the win. Not a whole lot to smile about, but let's let's look at the bright spots of this game here. All right, I'm going to try my best to celebrate a victory and stop being such a negative Nancy. Um, two co-MVPs of the game, at least from my eyes, were Joey Hauser and Tyson Walker. Joey Hauser goes without saying 20 points for the young man. This is after a pretty rough night at Madison Square Garden as well. He really had a solid performance as well and was very... Um, crucial in Michigan State's 15-0 run to start the game. Um, and let's just talk about that for a little bit, right? Because, well, Michigan State's M.O. the whole season has been, let's start the first four minutes as horrible as possible and then spend the rest of the first half trying to chase the deficit we have caused. Interesting topsy-turvy 
that Michigan State did this time around. They actually uh, started the game incredible. And then, well, the last 16 minutes of the half just put up 16 points. Uh, anyway, so Joey Hauser, very important in that early stretch there too. well, give MSU the boost that they needed out of the gate. And then Tyson Walker as well. A uh, kid with 17 points on the night, 12 of them in the second half, and a lot of those after Michigan State saw their nine-point lead evaporate down to a four-point deficit. And essentially the offense for the rest of the game was, Tyson, do something crazy. Um, go go make a crazy finish at the rim. Go hit a nice little jumper because uh, so, there wasn't really anything else going on. So those are your two MVPs of the game. Uh, A.J. Hogard. Two of six from the field, just eight points. But I have to say, when you almost have a double-double in assist and rebounds, we have to give a nod to that as well, as he had eight assists, ten rebounds. And then beyond that, uh, oh, not, 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 not a lot. Not, not a lot going on from everywhere else. And, yeah, if it hasn't settled in by now, it's very apparent that mm, <laughs> this, this team is just... Who they are, maybe a 7 seed if things work out well for them, uh, probably an 8 seed, maybe a 9 seed, I don't know, and if they lose any of these games that they should win down the stretch, well, you're squarely on the bubble, and that's what Michigan State was looking at today going into this game, is that, well, if they lost that game, that this wouldn't be a, uh-oh, things are getting a little dicey, we might be on the bubble, like, no, that, that would have put them squarely on the bubble had they lost that game today, but they didn't. Despite all their inefficiencies, and I just I, I can't help but just to talk about them, and just how depressing it is to watch. And this is a light that you guys have seen for a very long time. I'm I'm starting to maybe you know not not just see the light because I knew this team had glaring errors, but just I'm becoming borderline nihilistic with this team. <laughs> it's it is crazy how little you can get out of one position in the centers, and I know that this is a conversation we keep beating into the ground, but, I, and again, these are great kids, these are really awesome kids, and by all accounts, on the court, well, okay, they try their best, and off the court, they're just upstanding gentlemen, they're great representatives of the university, but with that said, I don't think I've ever seen a six foot nine person play smaller in my entire life, um, look, I, I know, I know, I know Mari Sissoko, um, God, I hope, None of his friends and family are listening. Um, I know that he came in to Michigan State as a raw prospect. And I thought that was just polishing off the, the finer things in the game of basketball. Not not the finer things when it comes to like just basic motor skill and catching the ball. And that is just so mean to say about a kid. But when you have an opportunity to grab a wide-open layup on the offensive glass and it just slips right through your arms for seemingly the 217th time of the season, and Maryland goes down to, oh, make it a one-possession game. Like, I'm sorry, that that's, that's kind of the story of the game. Or, hey, or even Izzo out of the timeout, essentially saying late in the game, MSU up three, hey, if this 50% free throw shooter gets the ball, foul him immediately because I have evidence that supports my reason of not trusting anyone in the paint to get a stop down low. So that was actually a brilliant move by Izzo in a game where, of course, I don't think it was entirely brilliant from Izzo, um, letting Maryland go on a 12-0 run without even thinking of using a timeout was quite the move. And then, well, 
You see the coach on the other end, Kevin Willard, while Michigan State had their 6-0 run, calls a timeout immediately before the bleeding gets out of control. But back to the point of the front court. Um, Jackson Kohler is due for a great career, but man, uh, it has just been a season of million-dollar footwork and dollar store finishing for him. It's it's crazy where you just see beautiful, almost ballerina-esque choreography in the paint, Wide open layup comes up, and now at this point, it's it's like watching the field goal kicker from the fall line up for anything within 30 yards. Like, you know it's not going to go in. So it's just so frustrating watching a power play almost the entire game because, yeah, MSU is up 15-0 to start the game, and I, I'm, I'm not feeling like it's necessarily over at home against a Maryland team that's objectively awful on the road. But, yeah, the, the, the deficiencies... Uh, yeah, I, I think this are what they are at this point. We now, and you know what, now I know what it is. It's that we have seen a big enough sample size now with Malik Hall back and healthy, uh, along with Akins, who has been back for a while. But you, this is the core team. And yes, the Iowa game, I just chalked it up to, ah, college basketball, it's wonky. At least he got the win, but... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know how a drastic turnaround happens before March to the point where, you know, to me... The goal is to do as well as you can the rest of the season to get a six seed, which is just not not the standard that this team is usually at, but it's where we are right now. Um, but yeah, even for a goal as little as that, just try to get a six seed. Based on everything I'm seeing, unless you have four guys have an incredible game, like I, I don't think that's attainable. I think that we're just kind of stuck in purgatory of an eight seed, maybe even a seven seed, but still, that's a second round game against a one seed or a two seed and well we, we've seen how that happens as of late so all right hey you know we got a lot of more positivity coming up on the other end here i just need to talk your ear off about fan dual sportsbook it is the number one sportsbook in america and to put some sugar on top of that claim that's right they're gonna spice up super bowl 57 for you and everyone at your party especially the people that are not signed up with FanDuel Sportsbook just yet because, hey, when you sign up, you get your first bet at Super Bowl 57 sweat-free. That's right. It's the no-sweat first bet up to $3,000. If your bet loses, you're going to get all that money back in bonus bets because FanDuel cares about you. That's right. They want it to be fun this Sunday between the Chiefs and the Eagles, so go check out all their props that they have. They have everything from, you know, just the money line, the spread, over-under, but the player props, and maybe even some halftime props as well if you get in on it early enough. Those are all yours to pick from. That's right. FanDuel Sportsbook, it's safe, it's fast, and you get paid easily and quickly thanks to Mr. FanDuel. So what are you waiting for? Hop onto FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started and cash in on that no-sweat first bet. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions, oh yeah, they apply. It is friend of the program, Jason Jordan. We're going to talk anything 2023 recruiting, also a little bit of 2024 talk, but really quick, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Networks. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply Jason, before we get to talking Spartans and recruiting, how you doing, man? You been doing okay over there? Yeah, doing good, man. Doing good. Weather's nice, sun's out. Can't complain. 
can't complain. And I mean, we can't say that a ton up here in Michigan where it's uh, a nice balmy 40 degrees. So actually we're, we're popping up here, but um, speaking of popping Jason, um, and this is really the crutch that a lot of state fans are kind of setting their eyes on here is the 2023 recruiting class, because this year is going just eh, and we don't like eh around these parts. And a lot of people are looking at next year. I'll write this great freshman class, but I, I, I kind of throw caution to the wind here. How many of these guys are actually ready to compete day one for a program that has as lofty expectations as Michigan State? Amongst these four guys, are any like immediate instant impact contributors, in your opinion? Um, yeah, I would say three of them. Honestly, I would okay. say um, Cohen for sure, Jeremy, and definitely Xavier. Um, okay. Those three are, are definitely um, not only ready, but they will make an immediate impact um, just because they're at a different, they're elite, you know, they're elite. Um, and they sure. can only be elite at their level. People are like, well, that's at, you know, high school. Well, I can't help how old they are. I always, this always right. comes back <laughs> for me. You know? Like, you know, well, what if they went to college? Well, they can't go to college. That's not allowed right now. So, um, but yeah, like that, they have transferable skill sets and um, they're, they've got, you know, I always, the measuring stick for me is have you dominated other elite guys? Okay. Um, your peers who are at your level or maybe even higher in some regard. And yes, there's a yes, yes, yes across the board. Um, I just watched Cohen Carr because uh, I work with the NIBC and um, Cohen is just having a dominant senior season. Um, you know, most people know him for his athletic ability, but he's also adding a, um, you know, a, an efficient three point stroke. You know, it's getting better and better. Um, so yeah, he was the one that, you know, he's the wild card. I think he could, he could end up being, he could potentially end up being the best of the group, you know? Um, so yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. Definitely. For, for sure. For your fan base. Let's, let's start about, you know, let's start talking about Cohen Carr as well, because he has had a blow up and he already entered his senior year, you know, in pretty good standing, but what has improved with the game? Is, is it just that shooting or is it even stuff around that where he's really improved on it just this short amount of time? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is the shooting. Um, not that he couldn't shoot before, but it's just gotten better. Sure. Um, and then his ability as a playmaker, he could always knife to the basket, um, you know, for himself, but he's also getting a piece of the paint, kicking it out making the right basketball plays uh, and everything in that regard. So um, I would say those are the biggest, the biggest things that he's, he's improved on that I can tell. And then IBC, which by, you know, for your listeners, just to know the NIBC is by far. And I mean, by 10,000 miles, the <laughs> deepest, most talented conference in high school. But I mean, we're talking Mount Bird, IMG, Legacy, gotcha. Sunrise Christian, AZ Compass, um, in the last two years, the, the NIBC has had 27% of the McDonald's All-Americans. Wow. The so, I mean, come on. you know. There we go. Get out of here. Yeah, that's that's tough to beat. Um, unfortunately, Carr's not one of the, the Burger Boys, not a McDonald's All-American. Yeah. But, yeah. hey, Sparty has two of them. You know, we got Jeremy Fears. We have Xavier Booker. Two guys actually faced off recently over the weekend. Jeremy Fears' team mm -hmm. getting the win. What has impressed you the most in his senior season? Because he's another guy, too, that's been climbing up recruiting rankings as well after having a strong FIBA performance in the offseason as well. Yeah, um, I would say uh, his ability as an elite scorer and playmaker. Um, you know, he's always been known for that, but I feel like it's just gone up a different level and more so than anything, just mentality wise, like he looks more confident. He looks like he knows he can get 40 whenever he wants. Now it's about, can I get this guy 15 and I get this guy in position? Uh, I know how he likes it. 
Um, can I get him the ball where he likes it? Um, you know, I know his tendency is to do this. He seems that his head is always moving like this, head on the swivel. So he's not just calling his own number. And that's usually the, um, you know, that's the curb for uh, young point guards who are like scoring point guards. I mean, Jay Williams talked about this a lot. Um, knowing when to call your number and when to, um, you know, distribute and get your teammates involved and put them in positions where they're most effective. And so I could see the wheels turning in his mind. And that looks like where he's grown the most so far. And the other guy too, you know, the, the crown jewel of this class, Xavier Booker, he's anywhere rated from like number three in the class. So I'm having yeah. just outside the top 10, but regardless, any way you slice it, elite recruit. But it's interesting because I feel like his ranking is predicated on like what his ceiling is. You know, right. he's got right. the physical tools. He's got a good looking right. stroke, but just how close to his ceiling is he right now? Or do you think that he's a guy that could enter college and maybe actually even take two years before he bolts to the NBA? So, because that's yeah. what a fascinating guy this guy is. No, I think, you know, because he plays at a high school. Like he's, he's not in like a, a prep school and, you know, he plays a high school. And sometimes, you know, we've all been to high school games. Sometimes you confront the big man and yeah. you're like, this guy's not going to have 40 and we can put three guys around him and just block all the passing lanes. And, and that tends to be what happens with him. Now, he's multi-skilled, but it's it's hard to get into a groove when you're playing against, uh, you know, a bunch of small athletic guys and, you know, you're not playing against, in essence, your peers, right? I mean, sure. But you, but people will probably say, but that didn't bother Zion Williamson. He, you know, he's <laughs> right. 40 True, right? Because Zion's more explosive. It's different. You know, it's different. And that's the same player. Um, that said, I think as he levels up, his production will level up too. There will be more space, right? There will be guys his size that he can exploit matchups on. And yeah, to your point, his ranking is based on, to some degree, uh, his ceiling. Is he close to his ceiling now? I don't think so. I think he has a decent ways to go. Um, because he has to consistently play with that space mm-hmm. and with um, situations where he can exploit matchups. And I think when he does that, because that's what he does in the spring and summer when he's playing against his peers, and when he does that, he's dominant, you know? So yeah, right. that's how people kind of measure it. Now, this is a debate I have with people whenever we talk recruiting on this show. Is Xavier Booker, is he a, a five or a four? Because, I mean, obviously talented enough where he could probably be a little fluid between both. But yeah. at the college game, like, where, where do you see his career starting off at? Um, yeah, I can see him more so at the four. Um, but, you know, a, a four that, uh, you know, Tom's going to give him the opportunity to create on the perimeter. And, um, you know, he'll be a guy who can get the rebound and push it, um, you know, and ignite the break and then, you know, Jeremy and all the other guys will fill, fill the lanes and he because he's he's really that good. Um, so and he can knock down shot, you know, kind of in the way that Mark used Chet. Um, okay. not to say he's Chet. Sure, but right. The right. way he used him, you'll see some similarities there. Um, you know, he won't think he'll get the neon green light to pull it if he's open from the top of the key. Um, and so yeah, I could definitely see if you go back and watch film on Chet uh, when he was at Gonzaga's first year. That's how I think time is going to use Xavier for sure. Gotcha. And then, you know, the fourth guy here, Garrick Norman, poor guy, not a McDonald's all American, not a top 40 recruit like Cohen Carr is, but he's right. still a solid player, man. I yeah. feel like he's also rising himself a little bit. Just sauce in his senior year. Have you been able to track him at all through his uh, senior year down at Texas? A little bit, a little bit, more so in the summer, but you know, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's definitely a good piece. I mean, sometimes people get, I mean, I've talked about this before. It's like, Oh man, you know, and then we got this 
uh, <laughs> right, right. It, it's like five star, five star, five star. And we got this four star game. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Everybody can't be a five. Fans are crazy. Like, a fans yeah, are crazy. Sure. Like, yeah, we'll take you two. It's like, what? Did you see who he picked y'all over? Like he could, he could, you know, he could be an instant impact guy too. Like he's a. Everybody can't go to the NBA after year one. You want guys to be around yeah. as seniors so you can fall in love with them and they can. It's the juniors and seniors that provide that leadership, you know, that gets you to late March, you know. Yeah. And so he's a guy who's going to be a system guy. He's going to be there all four years, and you know, he's a guy who does a lot, checks off a lot of boxes, does a lot of things well. Um, and, you know, he's a guy who's going to run through a brick wall for time is up. And those guys tend to do well in his system, um, yeah. especially with the um, tools he has offensively and defensively. He's a super athlete. He knocked yeah, out shot, spread the defense, totally. you know, guard multiple positions. So he's definitely going to check off a lot of boxes. Yeah, you think it can be like an instant 3 and D guy, maybe like a, I don't know, 8, 10, 12-minute-a-night guy, like as a freshman right off the bat, or do you think it's still a little bit until maybe he gets to that role? Yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, you have to have the opportunity to be that, right? So, yeah. it, 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 you know, he's going to have a little bit of a log jam. Like, he's going to have a little bit of competition. But could he, from a skill standpoint? Yeah, I think he's skilled enough to do that for sure. To provide that? Absolutely. And so amongst the four guys, who do you think has the best shot of just being that instant impact guy? Is is it going to be Cohen Carr, you think, the guy that could end up being the best one? Do you think it'll be that quick? Or is it just, you know, the, the obvious pick in top 10 recruit? Xavier Booker. Yeah, I don't like to be happy, but yeah, so I'm, I'll answer yeah. it like this and say Xavier. Yeah, it, it probably yeah. is going to be Xavier. He just does so many things. And you can't coach somebody to be 6'11", 7'4", yeah, right. <laughs> wingspan. I mean, that's just, that's not fair. You know, um, I've been trying to stretch, but I can't make my arms longer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I, I think Cohen, I'm telling you, man, Cohen is the one that people sleep on because, you know, we're so, as fans, you're so programmed to be like, oh, McDonald's. That means sure. that everybody's better. Eh, it doesn't mean that. I mean, if you look at the roster this year, it's a couple people are like, you know, you know I'm kind of shaking my finger at a little bit, but uh, that's another topic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say I would look for Cohen to be a guy who who is going to really wow people. I mean, he's going to provide the wow, play, no doubt about it. Everybody yeah. knows that. Um, but I think people will be pleasantly surprised that with a logical progression, um, how efficient he can potentially be from the perimeter. Perfect. And it's just moving on to 2024. No commits for this class yet, but that's not totally uncommon. But MSU in good standing with any of these guys that they're targeting or what, how are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think they're at the uh, Kurt Tang, Bryson Tucker, Jesse McCullough, uh, you know, uh, Flory Bedunga to some degree. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, like, you know, I, I watch <laughs> – I look at Michigan State like this. Like I watch Entourage. I don't know if people watch Entourage, but I remember Johnny Drama was a meet with his agent, and he was like, uh, "He said, you think I, he was like, he said I, I really feel good about." It. He was going on an audition uh, for an acting gig, uh-huh. and he goes, um, "You think I, you know, I, I really think I'm gonna get this part?" He said, "I think I got a shot." He said, "Hey man, you're Johnny Drama. You always <laughs> got a shot, right?" <laughs> You're Tom Izzo. You always got a shot. You know what I'm saying? It's Tom Izzo, right? It's Michigan State. Absolutely, they are in competition for all of these guys. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to – building on that, the 2023 and the success they had and the the stars they brought in, that makes you more attractive. There's no doubt about it. I mean, um, so 
I mean, you look at Duke. It's kind of the. It's like yeah. That's how. It's just how kids are wired. They're like, oh man, you know, great things are happening there. Apparently, let me look at them more. So I think people will really, um, you know, be looking at, you know, how that class pans out, how they finish their seasons, and uh, gotcha. as, they, as they have more conversations. I think a lot of these guys are going to wait till the spring, but um, okay. I think they're in good standing for a decent amount of them. Yeah, and Bryson Tucker is a guy who we haven't really talked a ton about on this show, and uh, you know, shame on me if the guy's a top fifteen recruit, top ten on, on some sites. I mean, yeah. this kid's the cream of the crop. But so, do you think that is going to be like a spring sort of thing for him, or how long do you think his recruitment could be dragged out? And also, with that said, who are the other key players in the role here? I think that he might have a few suitors. Uh, trying to call his name here. Yeah, just a few. Yeah, I mean, I you know, a guy like him. You know, I look at it now in the world that we live in. You know, you. I mean, people don't like to hear this, but you have to think about uh, marketing, right? So um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. As a reporter, your story isn't as hot if you're committed. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, oh, you're committed. You're the number one player, cool, but you're committed though. Anyway, yeah. where's the number three player that's not committed, right? So we got more storylines with him, and that's just kind of how it is. So I think spring, probably later than that. I mean, you know, uh, you know, he's got. I mean, Duke is interested in Indiana, Georgetown, guys like that. So I think he'll take his time and slow roll some things. Um, But I don't see that ending anytime soon. You think like G League or Overtime Elite would be calling his name or has he made it clear that like – Already have. Yeah, okay. Already have. Yeah, they're already – yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Both of them have – I'm sure make – I know that one of them definitely has. I'm sure both of them have. Yeah. I can't confirm overtime league, but I'm I'm confident <laughs> they yeah. have. But um, yeah, he's a guy that they would go at. He's he's creaming a crop, so certainly he's, that's going to be on his radar. And, and one 2024 name that I just want to bring up before you know we let you go and enjoy the rest of your day is Jace Richardson. That's right, the legacy mm-hmm. recruit of the Jason Richardson family yeah. tree, of course. Uh, Michigan State considered like a leader for this because it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, he's a legacy kid, but obviously very talented. So, like, how, how do you figure him into the equation here? Do you think MSU is the team to beat, or is there one or two more that are? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, as a legacy guy, you you definitely uh, you definitely you know. I've had this conversation about Jace Richardson recently, but mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, you definitely have a, I hate to say inside track because I don't like to speak for them, but, you know, you have proof proof of concept. You have a, a, yeah, sure. a mouthpiece <laughs> at home, right? Your dad did really well there, which ignited a really great pro career. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously they're not the same players, play different positions and everything, but um, I would definitely say that Michigan State is high. I've, I've only heard that they're very – very high on his list and you know okay. obviously that other people like uh arkansas i've heard is a really good really strong player there i think florida is also on him and uh, multiple other players multiple other pieces but i'm not gonna say that he's michigan states to lose i wouldn't go that far okay but i do think he'll probably take his time and um but i would say they're at, in as good a position as they could hope for Gotcha. Well, there we go. You got any like twenty thirty two names out there, or how how far? Yeah. Do you, you okay. Good. I'm going, I'm going Perfect. To, All right. Uh, kindergarten <laughs> league. Awesome. Cool. Like good. You know. <laughs> good. 
Jason Jordan always grinding out there. Look at him go. We'll we'll hit on those kids um, the, the next time we, we have you on. But hey, uh, until then, Indeed. can't thank you enough for your time, your knowledge, all your insight. Um, anything else that you want to add before we let you go? And hopefully, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week here. Well, help help is on the way. Rest assured. Um, you know, I know that it's rough, <laughs> but it'll thank be you. fun. It'll be fun. So you know, just you know, weather the storm. Weather the storm. That's the best I can give you. We're trying, Jason. We're trying. So until then, hey, gang, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Locked on Spartans, your team every single day. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, the viewer. Thank you, the listener. You guys are the best. Love you all. Go green.